0: I like Eric Spoelstra. I mean, I don't know. Dude, he, he's uh, yeah.
1: Spoelstra, he does not get the credit, but he. I mean, he's a great coach. He's and such he, a, he's he knows, such a good coach. He knows LeBron better than better than pretty much any coach in the
0: league. So it'll be interesting I mean, seeing him and Jimmy go back and forth. But I mean, I yeah. think yeah. the Lakers. are you know, the like their team. fourth leading. Jimmy's like their fourth leading scorer right now. Yeah, I mean, he's just he's a he's like the best glue guy you could possibly have. Like. I mean he's a he's like a superstar glue guy.
1: <laughs> it'd be great it'd be great to play with Jimmy.
0: Yeah, absolutely. But all right. Welcome to the Mind of a Coach podcast. These are your hosts, Coach Nathan Morand and Coach Asa Duval. Asa, man, you're looking great today. I'm excited to have you. As always, how are you doing today? I'm good, Nate. I'm good, man.
1: I, I I really like we're recording it on Tuesday nights now, and I really like doing that because it kind of has turned into my hump day. So I feel like once I hit Tuesday night and I get to talk to you, and you know, Wednesdays are kind of my slower days. So I feel like I'm kind I can I can get by the for the rest of the week. So um, I'm good, man. I'm doing really good. How are you?
0: I'm great. It really does. It really does. I mean, I feel like if I make it to Tuesday, it's just downhill from there. Exactly. Exactly. Everything's running smooth after that. Asa, hey, so what you got for our historical fact of the day?
1: Um, historical fact of the day. Let me pull it up on my phone real quick. I'm um, actually the TSU uh, men's basketball page just posted this. Um, so did you know that Tennessee State um, has the most Harlem Globe Globetrotters of any of any university with fourteen. So shout out to Tennessee State. What? Yeah, 14 Harlem Globetrotters, man. So I didn't know that. Um, I'm I'm sure you didn't either. But shout out to the Harlem Globe Globetrotters.
0: <laughs> I sure as heck did not know that. That's a great stat.
1: I know, isn't that pretty cool? I had no idea.
0: <laughs> I had absolutely no idea. You got anything positive for us? Uh, yeah, pretty- man. It was my uh.
1: It was it was my mom's birthday yesterday. Okay. Uh, so happy birthday to mom. I didn't post a picture of you on Instagram. Sorry, but I figured I'd shout you out on my podcast. I think she turned 26 uh, yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, so mom, happy birthday to you. That's kind of weird
0: because aren't you 26?
1: Yeah, yeah. She keeps coming down in age. I don't know how she does it, but um, happy, happy
0: birthday, mom. Love you. Hey, hopefully we can have the same genes as of our parents. Yeah, Because yeah, no, exactly. my parents or my mom's birthday is on Friday as well. So. Oh,
1: is it? I didn't know they had. I didn't know
0: that. Yep. So, hey, you know what? That's my weekly positivity as well. It's funny you said that one because I was going to say the exact same one. Weekly positivity. Happy birthday, Mom. You are uh, the most amazing person, and I'm glad and lucky to have you in my life. Happy birthday, Miss Moran. Yeah. So, hey, this is week two of the best segment of our podcast. Asa, what do you have to get off your chest today? All right, Nate. So
1: I'm sorry. I'm sorry to bring baseball into this. I, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry to the baseball community out there. I'm not trying to offend anybody, but Nate, golf is ten times more exciting to watch than baseball. It just is. What? Golf, oh, Nate, no, golf is not even. It's close. your hey, go ahead. Go ahead. It's not even close, Nate. Golf is ten times more exciting to watch than baseball. Baseball can get like now, I'm not saying it's not fun to play baseball. When quarantine started, my dad and I we went out and we threw baseball in the backyard like old times when I was six years old, but. Golf is so much more exciting to watch than baseball. Baseball gets boring at times, okay? And I know you got to play golf in order to really get into it, but, man, if you get into golf, and I, I, all I want to do now is watch football and golf on the weekends. If there's a good golf tournament, I am tuned in 100% of the time. It is so much fun to watch. It is exhilarating. I know I sound crazy to most people out there. Sorry, baseball community. I apologize, but golf is a, is more fun to watch than, than baseball. It, it just is. It, it had to be said.
0: You definitely got it off your chest. And I, I'm excited for that because I don't necessarily agree. I don't – now, do I agree that golf is the most exciting thing for me to play these days? A hundred percent. There's nothing I would rather do on a weekend or even if I have time in a weekday than go out and get on the links, you know, play some oh, golf, man. get in 18 holes, I mean, or even not. Well, just hitting the golf. It's also –
1: Golf is the toughest game I have ever played. I mean, it is far tougher than basketball, far tougher than football, far
0: tougher than baseball.
1: It is, it is the toughest thing that, I, that I've ever played because you're competing against yourself the whole time.
0: Yeah, um, I, I completely agree. I shot a 96 and felt great about myself. I was like, <laughs> wow, I am a great golfer. You know, I shot sub 100. I, I've really got it rolling. But I will say this, Asa, is that yeah. baseball – the regular season and playoff baseball, two different things. And Agreed. I don't know if Agreed. I don't know if the fans are going to play a part in like I mean, for instance, hockey. Like I didn't I didn't really keep up with anything hockey this year because there was no fans. I feel like hockey is such a sport where you need fans. Hockey and I feel is like a great
1: they, postseason sport. It is. Yes. you do, and the fans help a lot. I'm I'm not even I'm not going to lie. I had no idea that the Stanley Cup Finals was last night. I mean, I got the notification that uh, I can't even remember who went, who won, but I was like, oh, wow. I didn't know there was an elimination game yeah. in the Stanley Cup Finals.
0: Yeah, I mean, the Lightning beat the Stars. I'll go ahead and tell you that. Yeah, but, thanks. I mean, I consider myself a hockey fan, mm-hmm. and it was just like, man, it's hard to watch without all these fans. I mean, because it goes nuts when, like, when the Predators were in the finals and I yeah, think, that was, 2017. That was, I mean, mm-hmm. it was nuts. And mm-hmm. so, all of a sudden, it's just like no fans. It's like, man, it's, I can't even watch it on TV. It's almost yeah. too boring. Yeah, And so I feel like the same thing is probably true for soccer or baseball is like, Mm -hmm. if there's no fans and I I just, I I hope it doesn't impact baseball in the playoffs the way it did hockey. So I guess that's my hope, but I I understand. And I respect your, uh, what you had to get off your chest this week. Yeah, man. Thank you. (laughs) But, um, all right. Ace. So I'm going to get into my, so what we're talking about this week and we're going off the same series is we're talking about playing time. Mm-hmm. last week we talked as basically coaches talking to players and three keys to playing time how to get more playing time how to act when you're not getting as much playing time mm-hmm. this week we're going to be talking to parents and wow. that is going to be something different mm-hmm. because I feel like not too many people talk about it or want to talk about it it's, it's, it's an uncomp like we talked about like having a talk with your coach last week This is just an uncomfortable conversation, but I think parents will be able to find it so important and so meaningful to them if they have something that they can go off of. So that's why I thought it was important to do this podcast or uh, this little episode of the series and why you agreed with me and we kind of talked about it. But anyway, so I'm gonna get into my three keys for parents about playing time. All right, so number one on the first key is... When you're talking to parent, like we're talking to parents is and i'm not trying to sound harshly it's gonna it's gonna sound a little harsh at first and it's gonna get to more what can i do but this is just from experience one is you are not helping when you're going to talk to your coach for your kid about playing time you yeah. are not helping when you go to a coach and complain about playing time you are basically telling the coach You don't know what you're talking about. Mm -hmm. So, Asa, I'm I'm going to put myself in a parent's shoes right now. I do not have a I do not have a son, but I'm gonna Mm -hmm. I'm going to act as if I do. Okay. So Uh, imagine me as a basketball coach. I was upset that my son did not get a raise in his accounting firm. Yeah. Okay. Or a promotion. Let's say a promotion, just for the sake of it. Mm -hmm. What would I naturally do? I would become upset. I'm just thinking. As if I was a parent, I would become upset because I love my kid to death, right? Yeah. I love my kid to death and I would do anything for him. And I think he could do anything. I mean, I think that as a parent, you believe your kid can do anything. Anything his heart or, or her heart desires to do, they can do. But for this, for this instance, I'm going to say my son. So I decide that I'm going to talk to his boss yeah. about this promotion. And I say to this boss, listen, I do my own taxes. I do my own budget. I know about money. I know how this whole accounting thing works. My son should have gotten that promotion. You must not have known that he was top 10 in his class in the accounting program at ABCD University. I mean, we have those conversations so much as coaches. We, yeah, yeah. this, these parents are telling us that this coach that works with our son and or daughter every single day mm-hmm. does not understand what how, what their value is. Like, listen, yeah, yo,
1: it, yeah.
0: go ahead, go <laughs> ahead. It's 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 crazy
1: when you put it like that. Um, I mean, I, I'll be honest. I got fired from my first job out of college, mm-hmm. and. If my parents would have gone and talked to the people that fired me, it, it, I would. First of all, I would be incredibly upset that they that they tried to do that. But it sure. just looks super weird. It, why would they? You don't do that. It just when you so when you put it the way you you put it, it just it puts it into into perspective for parents, I think.
0: Yeah, and that actually kind of leads into number two. And once again, it's a little harsh at first. What I'm trying to say is, you are enabling. You are enabling your child. And I'm not saying. Because I, I think what this could come off, uh, come off as is I'm coming at parents and that they are just hurting their child when really they're – like as a parent's perspective is you were trying to help your child. You want your child to be as successful as possible. Mm-hmm. But in turn, by going and trying to talk to this coach for your child, you are enabling them. Yeah. Because you're basically saying it is okay for your kid – I mean, it is 100% okay for your kid to want more playing time. yeah I want my kid – whenever I have a child to want to be as successful as possible in every single thing they do. Mm -hmm. So for them to want more playing time, 120%, they should definitely want more playing time. Yeah. If that's what they want to do, but you need to be able to allow your kid to grow and help them understand that one, you are going to have to have tough conversations, which we talked about last week. Yeah. And those tough conversations are going to be, With coaches, you're going to have to be able to go and talk to coaches. And if they don't give you the correct answer or the right answer that you want to hear, you're going to be able to have to live with that. And that kind of leads into my second part of enabling is you are not going to get everything that you want in this life. Right. Whether it is basketball, whatever, it's your job. If it's a girl, boy, whatever you want, I'm talking from a girl or I digress, but you're not going to get everything that you, <laughs> you're not going to get everything you believe you deserve, even though you might've worked for it. You might've worked yeah. for it. So one, and I think it's too common right now in the game of basketball or even in our society is that at that point we just make excuses. Yeah. Well, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter. DMGB. It doesn't matter. Get better. Yeah. yeah. Go ahead and improve. Go ahead and improve. Use this as a learning opportunity to go ahead and improve yourself. So parents, instead of enabling them, which leads me into my third point, empower them, empower your kids. I mean, it is such a, it is such a huge part of what some kids are lacking is trying to dictate every single move of their life instead of empowering them and allowing them to make the best decisions possible. And that's just the way you raise them. Mm -hmm. So one, you can turn these obstacles into teachable moments. I, I think, I think we, you and me can both speak on it is that we have experienced failure. Right. We've experienced times of success and we've oh, experienced failure. And during those failures, we can either sulk on it or we can make the most of the opportunity. So I'm just talking about a real life moment here. If you don't get a job, what should you do? Should you be like, that boss didn't know what he was talking about, or I didn't get a promotion, that guy chose that guy because he just likes him better? Mm -hmm. But what can you do, Ace? In my opinion, you should work so hard that your next boss or that current boss has no choice but to choose you.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, go ahead. Yeah, I was just going to say, my dad always told me, you know, don't give every reason for your coach to keep you out on the floor. 100% don't leave any doubt in your coach's mind give him every single reason possible to
0: to to where he has to have you on the floor and bang that's a coach I mean that's a parent's perspective right there and that's what a parent should be saying because if you were not playing and your dad looked at you dead in the eyes and said give them every single reason that you can't I guarantee you went and worked your butt off and were like I'm going to give them every single reason because it's your own dad that told you that
1: yeah yeah and kind of back to your second point like if Mm -hmm. Coach King always would say in high school, like if a parent would come up to him, oh, you know, my think my son should play more or need more playing time. It's okay. Well, based on what? Like, is he better than so-and-so? No, he's not better than so-and-so. Well, can mm-hmm. he shoot it better than this guy? No, he really can't. Well, is he in the gym after practice getting up extra shots? No, he's not. Um, is he coming in in the morning and getting up extra shots? No. Nah. Is he going hard in the weight room? No, nah, he's not really doing that either. So as a yeah. parent, you at least have to know that your kid is doing the most in their power First of all, don't have that conversation. But you have to. You can't just blindly yeah. go into a coach and just be like, "Well, my son deserves my, my 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 child deserves more." Correct.
0: Correct. And, and and that goes off my number one. Ace is, is when I said basically, like you're not helping mm-hmm. because you are trying to do the job for the coach that has been there every single day. And that's what you just said. Like these coaches are with them every single day. They yep. know who has put in the extra work. They know who has not. They know who can help the team mm-hmm. rather than who can just score or who can just rebound because it's a team It's a team game at the end of the day. Yeah, certainly. I we could bet. have three people that can score, then that's all they can do. Yep. Which one are you going to choose to be on the floor? Yep. Yeah. Probably not the third scorer that can't do anything else or maybe not the first scorer that can do everything. You might, you're going to find him minutes, but he might not be playing as much as the second scorer that can score, rebound, pass, play defense, like that can do it all and that helps your team win. So I think too often as parents, we, I think that they can get in the perspective of my kid is so good. And there's times they really can be, they can be. Like your kid might be really good. He might just not be fitting in the system. And that's what goes into number two is you are enabling, let your kid have the opportunity to go talk. Let them grow in that but um, you gotta be you gotta be
1: realistic with your expectations of your kid. Like I mean, I remember when I was playing AAU going into my senior year, my AAU coach asked my dad. I wasn't around mm-hmm. for this conversation, but my dad told me, and um, it was like, you know, where do you every every parent thinks their kid is going to Kentucky, Duke, North Carolina, U.C.? You know, sure. the blue Plus, Every every parent thinks their kid's going there. And my props to my dad. He uh, the coach asked him, you know, well, what level do you think your son can play at? And he was like, you know. I, I think he can probably play at a Belmont or a Lipscomb or a mid major or something mm-hmm. like that at that level. So, what I'm, I'm saying that, you know, at least my dad, he didn't have unrealistic expectations for me. Yes. Um, which is a huge thing because if you're constantly telling your kid, oh, hey, you got to go to Kentucky, you got to go to Duke, you got to go to the highest mm-hmm. level possible, you're going to set them up for failure because most kids don't get the opportunity to go to a level, uh, to go to that level. Right. So all you're doing is just feeding them this garbage. That's, that's going to fill their head with
0: nonsense and, and unrealistic expectations. I completely agree with you. And I hope that more parents listening to this can have the opportunity to take a step back and evaluate, not as my own son, but as a player in general, Yeah. Because as a parent, we're called to love. We're we're like, you're called to love. You're called to raise your kid and hope and believe in them more than that. They can possibly do believe in them even more, but Mm -hmm. also be realistic in what they're able to do. So I completely agree with what your dad did, but it, this is like my third uh, it's still an empower and it's let your know, let your kid know that character wins. Mm -hmm. And this still goes back into um, our last week segment about playing time for players. And it's, if the conversation, let's say I went in and have the conversation with a coach and it did not go the way I wanted. He said, this is what you have to do. And I took it like, uh, like, Whoa, that's not what I thought I was going to hear. Right. Well, there's three parts of this and it's one, you need to be able to take criticism. We talked about that last week, be able to take criticism. And what I mean by that is learn just, just be able to learn what you can do better because once you be, once you can learn what you can do better, you can start acting on that.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Two is respond with humility. That might be the most important. You have to be able to be able to take criticism and then respond with humility, understanding that you do not have the, have all the answers. Yeah. You know what I mean? So like you, if you respond understanding that you do not have all the answers, you're going to be able to learn and improve in things that you did not know that were even out there.
1: What what's the uh, what's the saying? Like, uh, in order to fix a problem, you have to acknowledge the problem first. Yes,
0: yes. I mean, yes.
1: Right? If I can put it. That's kind of simple way. Yeah.
0: Yes, you have to be able to fix a problem. Yeah. First, you must acknowledge the problem. 100 percent, 100 percent. And then my third one, which is. I mean, I said uh, respond with humility might be the most important, but third one goes for anything in life, and it's love others. Gosh, you have to be able to love others because I, I think we both speak in the times of when things were not easy for us, and we talked about that on the last podcast, but when it doesn't go your way, you still need to be able to love the coaches and love your teammates that are playing below you or even above you. And I think it's even harder, love them even more. Yeah. yeah. Even more. And I know this is talking to parents right now, but encouraging your kids, listen, it's not going the way you want to. Character wins, love others.
1: Yeah, I, I believe others. you're right. I believe 100%. You said it's not going the way you want to. Mm-hmm. Nothing ever goes according to plan. Nothing. I mean, I'm a, I'm a firm believer that nothing ever goes according <laughs>
0: really to Really, though.
1: Mean, you know, I had plans of college basketball that didn't work out, had a job that was planned that did, you know, I mean, it, but that's okay. Like change is, is good. It's fun. Mm-hmm. It's a growing experience. Um, it, you, I mean, you have to be able to take something from, from every list, from every, everything, everything you experience, there's always a lesson in it. Um, 100%. you know, the great modern day poet, Jay-Z said, you know, uh, appreciate the loss. It's a lesson. So,
0: <laughs> Yes yes but those were my three keys for today um to just retract we talked about you were not helping as parents if you were basically and which goes into number two you were enabling and three what you can do is empower your kids empower your kids to be the best teammates players and friend possible so those are my three keys for today asa yeah empower is a great word man that's a great word appreciate it (laughs) but anyway asa so We're talking about, we're talking to parents right now. And I just personally wanted to know, because like we, I think we both experienced um, parents that have impacted their child in a positive way and impacted their child in a negative way, which has impacted the team. Mm -hmm. So the first one I wanted to ask you was, do you have any stories or how would you describe a teammate that you saw their parent impact the team in a negative way because they were not playing as much?
1: yeah um i don 't necessarily think that parents they don 't directly negatively impact the team. It kind of goes to um, what the parent is feeding the child. If the parent is feeding the child unrealistic expectations and and putting unnecessary pressure on them then it's going to show um, it's going to show day in and day out um, in practice in the games in the weight room in film and their attitude when things don't go their way is 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 going to be exposed. And so, and that can in turn affect the team more so than any damage really the parent can do, um, but also, um, I think kids have to be strong enough to understand and mentally tough enough to understand that things aren 't always going to go their way, and to kind of block out the noise, whether that 's positive or negative, because you don 't want to buy too much into the positive you know you don 't want to get too high, you don 't want to get too low um, yep. so it 's important to to try to block out whatever noise you can i don't i don't have a, a specific story um i don't have a specific a story catch, but yeah. um i just I, 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 go ahead parents you know it's not a direct thing it's more of a funneled through through the the player themselves
0: yeah and i would agree with you because what when i say not a direct thing and i think or when i asked the question i kind of made it seem like a direct thing mm-hmm. it's your possible impact on your kid which can in turn impact the team and yeah yeah i I have seen it personally where a kid is a great kid. He loves every single person on the team, but someone's feeding him wrong information, whether it's a parent or friend or trainer or whatever it is. And that determines how they look upon everything else that's going on in their team.
1: Yeah. yeah. And
0: I'm going to give an example of myself, Asa. I mean, my parents are the best parents in the world and yeah. they have, and maybe that's, that's, that's my personal belief, but a little bias, maybe. A little bias. definitely bias. <laughs> 99% truth though. So, um, <laughs> so my parents, people for the record, not yeah. the record so. <laughs> so my parents were always basically team, 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 team. Well, um, I remember this one time my parents, I don't think the game went the way it was supposed to be. And, um, one of my parents started saying something about the game in a negative aspect. And as a, as, as their child, the way they raised me, I kind of nipped it in the butt because of the way they raised me because they had never let me do it. And all of a sudden one of them did it. And I was like, I don't really want to talk about this. I don't want to talk about anything negative. Like our team's good, blah, 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 blah. They were like, you're right. (laughs) Like, I'm sorry. Like that's not the way I raised you. And, yeah, yeah. and I, what I'm saying is because going on another story is I did experience it in high school where we had a lot of talent on our team mm-hmm. and some guys were not getting to play as much. Some, some even really good players got cut and mm-hmm. they decided, and they thought the coach was out for them or stuff like that. In reality, it was just, we had really good players. We had a lot of really good players. And at the end of the day in high school basketball, there's 32 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. In college basketball, there's 40 minutes. Mm-hmm. And as a coach and in NBA, they're 48, I believe. Mm-hmm. So and at the end of the day, you have to delegate these minutes the best way suited for your team to win the games. Mm-hmm. And I think it's hard because in elementary school, you know, everybody was only allowed to play this amount of time, this amount of time, yeah. this amount of time. And we develop that and we give trophies for every single thing. You come in last place, you get a trophy. You, you come in third place, you get a trophy. Well, at the end of the day, as coaches, you don't get a trophy for coming in last place. Matter of fact, you might just lose your job. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, no doubt. No doubt about as, that. As, as a player, you come in last place for two years. Guess what? A new coach comes in. You might not have your scholarship. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That happens. That happens very often. So if you want to think about it as a parent, your kid, if you're feeding them all this and they're not playing as much, your kid might have a scholarship and be able to get through school in four, five years
1: free. Yeah. Yeah.
0: but if you're feeding them this, all this negativity and about how you should play or how, you know what, that's not right. You should, you should do this to your team. Or like they're not treating you right. And all of a sudden you're a buzzkill on your team and you're negatively impacting your team. Mm -hmm. What happens when you guys go, Sub 500, don't win 10 games in college basketball for three years in a row, and all of a sudden yeah. your coach gets fired. They come in with a new team, and you've been that negative kid on the team, and all of a sudden you're booted, and now you're having to pay for school for another year. Yeah, yeah. I um, mean, that's that's just like a that's a micro thing that like you you might not even recognize, and and obviously high school basketball might look a little different, but I I, I thought that was a little point that I wanted to throw across.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, kind of back to what I was saying, back to parents and what I was saying about pressure and expectations. Mm-hmm. You hear a lot of stories about parents only, only being proud of their kids when they perform well uh, or when they mm-hmm. score X amount of points or X amount of rebounds, when they have a good game stat-wise, right? Uh, and, I, I mean, I think – and so there's that pressure to perform so they can please their parents early on, right? Yes. And I, I really think it's important for parents to tell their kid that they're proud of them after a game. Now, I'm not saying don't critique them or try to, you know, say, hey – Try to help them, yeah. Yeah, sure. Yeah, try to – but – I really do think it's important for parents to just tell their their kids that they're proud of them, regardless of the points they scored, the rebounds they grabbed, you know, the steals they had, anything Mm -hmm. like that. So I just wanted to throw that out there because way too often you hear stories of, kids you know with a chip on their shoulder because well I had to please my my parents or my father or my mother and you know I only heard them say they love me or they were proud of me after I performed well and so I really do think it's important for parents to just even if you just want to say it as simple, you know hey I'm proud of you you, you yeah. played hard tonight and 100%. if they didn't play hard tell them they played hard but at least tell them you're proud of them for going out there and
0: competing. 100%. Man, one game in high school, I had scored 30 points. It was actually against FRA. I had 30 points. Yeah. And after the game, and I like showboated a little bit after like one of my shots. Mm-hmm. And my dad, after the game, we had won. My dad was like pissed off. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, I was like, why is dad mad at me? And I asked my mom, he goes, I'm just go talk to him. And my dad was like, Did you talk to the referee? Did you talk to the referee? Did you talk? Were you talking to the referee? I go, no, sir, I wasn't. I just like looked at the looked looked at our the student section and like basically like like smiled or like did a shimmy or something. I yeah. it was a shimmy. I'll be honest with you, it was a <laughs> shimmy. And and he goes, okay, I okay, I, I believe you, Nate. I believe you, Nate. I thought you did. I thought you did it to the referee or to the one of their players. I go, no. If you can watch the film, like he was on my back. The player was on my back. <laughs> like I didn't do it at the player at all. I was just doing it at our student section. He's like, okay, I I was. I was i was i was very disappointed for a little while because i thought you had downgraded or basically made your opponent look less than you or the referee look less little. than you and yeah. i was like dang like that's what my dad cared most about It's just yeah. like family name how you carry yourself yeah. less than winning now yeah. he, now he was a he was proud like he was a competitor now so yeah. he, he he wanted me to compete so that's that's a lot of where i got it from but just how you carried yourself, and basically on my empower tip was like character wins, and my dad was huge on character wins. So yeah,
1: my dad always told me he was like he said, look, you be he said, when you step on that court, you be a you be a dog, but as soon as you step off that court, you be a gentleman. He said, I don't That's care you know, on that court anything goes, you be a dog, but as soon as you step off, you you be a gentleman.
0: What do you, um, so Danny D know. tips are one, be a dog on that court, two, <laughs> be a gentleman off. I I. I
1: I only got one technical too. my college, my whole, not my, my
0: whole basketball career. I only, I only ever got one technical. I got two. I got two. I got one in high school. I was just
1: scared. Not of my dad, just of literally being benched for the rest of the season. I was terrified of getting,
0: I got, I got two in high school. One I deserved and the other one I threw a pass and then I ran in bounds and the ref just decided we were up by 40 points and decided to give me a technical. I didn't deserve that one. And I, and I'm very upfront when I deserve technicals. And then the other one was at NJIT, but I digress. So Asa, what yeah, is a, technical? it was when I had my first block basically of my career and they called a foul on me. It was on well, Damon Lynn. Um, yes. I blocked Damon Lynn and on a three, we were up like seven or seven or eight with like 40 seconds left. I blocked him on a three. They called a foul on me. Now, I earned that technical however because I am not advocating for this guys but I may or may not have been talking to the ref earlier in the game yeah in a way that was downgraded so I did not I definitely earned that one not on that play I definitely blocked the guy I'll be the first to tell you if I fouled I fouled a lot in college but not on that play and it called a foul and I went oh my goodness and I like kind of threw my hands up and started walking to the bench because was my fifth foul and Teed me up, that, so. that was a that
1: was that was a big win for us. I, that was actually one of the few games that I scored in college. I think that was a, that was a pretty big mm-hmm. win for
0: us. Yeah, it was it was definitely a big win because then we went to Stetson right after that, and yeah, I'm not going to tell the whole story, but anyway, so we won that game too. But um, so Asa, so we just talked about how a parent could negatively impact the team mm-hmm. or their kid, and we kind of got off track, and we talked about a lot of positives too, but. Oh. What is a positive example that you have had about a parent impacting the player or the team in return?
1: Yeah. Uh, I mean, am I allowed to say my dad? A hundred percent. That's an example. I mean, I, I would say my parents, dude. I mean, mm-hmm. because I, you know, I mean, we're not here to call nobody out or anything, but I would, I mean, dude, my, my parents were awesome every step of the way mm-hmm. um, they were supportive. They were loving. Um, they, my dad would tell me when I was wrong, when I wasn't playing hard, if I was, if I was off or something, um, So, I mean, I would say my parents, dude, they were, they were great. They really were. And I, you know, got where I was because of them and they were supportive um, every step of the way, like I said. So, I mean, I I would say my parents, man, I think they are prime examples of how you should be towards your kid. That is, that is uh, playing any sport that is competing in any, in any way, shape or form.
0: So I hate that you said that because that was going to be my example. Um, Your parents, no, seriously, when you weren't playing in uh, college, there was not one bad word that was going to ever be said from your parents.
1: Yeah, I'm all right. Cool. I, I'm glad you. Yeah, thank you for saying that because there really wasn't. I don't think there was. There and, wasn't. And oftentimes, I feel I have no shame in bragging on my parents. Oftentimes, you you hear negative you hear negative things from parents whose kids aren't mm-hmm. playing, and maybe we should have touched on that earlier.
0: No, um, that's what we're, that's what we're talking about. Yeah, that, that's yeah. what the negative um, part was about. Now we're yeah. talking about the positive.
1: Yeah. Um. So, but yeah, I mean, seriously props to them because they understood they knew not to get in the way that it was, they weren't playing, they couldn't do anything, but sit there and be supportive. Um, and so when parents start saying, when you start bashing the coach, you know, like to other parents and, and stuff, because you're, because your kid isn't playing, first of all, we, we started winning, right? So we'll, we started winning, like you look crazy if, you're complaining to your coach about your kid not playing when the team is winning. Right. Like that yes. is
0: just, that's not cool.
1: whatsoever. And,
0: and, and there was a time, and I'm not going to say high school, college, middle school, whatever, where there was a parent that would like talk to my parents about it and just like about how their kids should be playing more and blah, blah, blah. blah. Yeah. And it's like, we're winning. We like, we're having a lot of success. Like we yeah. want to, we want a championship at some former level. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I mean, I, I agree. It's, it's, it's silly at that point because it's, it's just viewing it as selfishness. Yeah. And, and it's not, and, and from a parent's perspective, let's be honest, it's not selfishness. You're looking out for somebody else, your kid, but. But are you really not, looking out,
1: but are you really looking out for them if it's not warranted or if it's a baseless accusation? Right. I mean,
0: sure. sure. Yeah, I understand. But yeah, anyway, going off of what your parents, I've, I, I've been around, uh, Mr. Danny D and Miss Paula al- enough. Where if we were talking about basketball, it was always about positive. It was like, "How's the team looking?" Yeah, like, yeah. How, how are you doing? How are you, how are your hips doing? How how's your shoulder doing? How's how's this? And they were more interested in caring about me more than anything else. And yeah, yeah. and we were roommates for four years, and it was always like my dad said this, and it was a positive my mom said this positive and I obviously know your parents more than the audience knows our parents mm-hmm. or know yours knows your parents, but they were always that way. I mean, yeah. every single story you could possibly tell, I would back it up and be like, that's I guarantee that's a hundred percent true.
1: Yeah. And we, well, we got really lucky at Lipscomb too. Cause we had a group mm-hmm. of parents who were, who, they, 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 they enjoyed, they, Thoroughly enjoy being around each other, right? They enjoy Marberries,
0: Corns. Uh, uh, what's uh, what's um? Oh gosh, Marberries rig. Uh, the ones that came to every single game. I'm gonna oh, say their name uh, wrong. Uh, Rajanti. Rajanti. Yeah. Them. Yeah, they, um yeah. and, and and you know, Corns. Uh, I mean, that's not
1: that's not really commonplace in most college basketball it's teams. It's not. But we got we got really lucky. Um, mm-hmm. from from that perspective, no no doubt.
0: 100. I, I I would say that. That group of parents is the best parents you could possibly have as a coach, to yeah. have like watching your game. I mean, they traveled everywhere, ASA. Yeah, like yeah. our parents traveled everywhere, and they were always supportive. They always hung out with each other. So, yeah. I completely agree. But, um
1: and that kind of trickled down to us, right? Like, I mean, it was yes. It was, the players enjoyed each other. The parents enjoyed each other, and 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 you know, kudos to Casey because he created that culture. It's like, yeah. right? That that's him. One hundred twenty percent. There's a re, you know he he's got a way. I mean, that's, that's all him, man. He created that thing. Yeah, absolutely. Asa, what is your last minute of advice? Ooh, last minute of advice. Uh, Okay. So I was watching, uh, I was watching this, uh, it just came out on Netflix recently, this um, documentary called the social dilemma. It's like an hour and a half long. Mm -hmm. Um, And it got me thinking about like, it's pretty eye opening. first of all, about social media and the, you know, the, the, the background of it and the intent and, you know, things of that nature. Um, but it got me thinking about athletes and young athletes specifically, and them getting into social media at a young age. And now the high profile kids, they got millions of followers before they're 18 years old and just be careful out there with all that stuff. Um, be careful. It's social media is not a reflection of real life. It's really not. Mm -hmm. And, um, so just when, if you're young, be careful. Just, just be careful with social media
0: because it is, it is a double-edged sword in every sense of the phrase. Gosh, that needed to be said, and and we could have a whole podcast or even series about that. But goodness, yeah, that...
1: if you haven't checked out the social dilemma on Netflix, go watch it because it is kind of, it is very eye-opening. Um, but seriously, to any athlete out there, any young kid, just be careful because coaches pay attention to it. Um, people you don't even know. Are
0: paying attention to it and watching yeah,
1: what you say and what you do even and I,
0: even your likes i mean now yeah, you have yeah. to be just be careful what you're liking and what you're mm-hmm. retweeting and everything else like that but yeah. and just way. be careful how much stock you put into it because
1: if yeah. you, you're out here and you're you're doing you're, you know everything is well I got, what's my twitter looking like what's my instagram looking like just don't stay away from it as much as you can don't 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 hoist it up on this pedestal because that's not what it is. It's fun, but it is, that's not what it is
0: at all. I completely agree with you Ace. Um, mine's going to tie into this podcast a little bit. And you know, my last minute of advice is quote central. So you got a, you got a French politician for us today. Um, Italian, (laughs) Italian. (laughs) Um, It says everything negative pressure challenges are all an opportunity for me to rise the Italian politician, Kobe Bryant. <laughs> I got you there. I got you there. That was good. So everything negative pressure or challenges are all an opportunity for me to rise. And if, I mean, Kobe Bryant is the hundred percent best example that you can possibly look to, but like he yeah. didn't play in his first couple of years in the NBA and then yeah. worked his tail off from year one to year, however many he played and is one of the top 10 best players of all time yep yep and maybe i did him a disservice by even saying that Mm -hmm. so i mean that going to set that being said if you're a player coach parent no matter what these pressures or challenges are presenting allow it to allow your kids to rise as a player allow it to make you rise as a coach if you get fired allow it to make you rise so that that is my last minute of advice
1: Awesome man. Awesome. Um yeah, dude. You made some great points. You made some incredible points. Um, so I, I hopefully this is some good stuff and people can take something from it.
0: Yeah, and your stories were phenomenal, Asa. I once again I am very appreciative for your parents and your whole family in general. Shout out Lacey too. I, I didn't even I kind of left out the one uh, one other one. So <laughs> shout out Lacey. Oh yeah.
1: Um all right, man. Well, hey, y'all know the deal. Um if you love it, tell your family and friends. If you hate it,
0: tell everybody. 100% all right guys well I appreciate you guys tuning in this week to the mind of a coach podcast um, you can find us on twitter at mind of a coach one you can find us on instagram at mind of a coach and we actually just started a facebook page as well you can find us on facebook where uh, our username is mind of a coach if not you can go to acer and i's tw- uh, facebook and you can kind of find a link through there But uh, we appreciate you guys tuning in and we are very excited to see you guys next week. See y'all.